Looking to sound like you know what's going on in the world? Social strategy, comedy, and other funny stuff? Well, join the club and settle in for the Jeff Dawaskin Show. It's not the podcast we deserve, but the podcast we all need with your host, Jeff Dawaskin. Thank you, George, for that amazing introduction. Much appreciated, and welcome to episode five of the Jeff Dawaskin Show. I am Jeff Dawaskin. Great to be back. Great to be back. Today's show, we're lucky, sponsored by my treadmill. Treadmill. Are you looking for random clothes just thrown around the room that you might want to wear? Check out the treadmill. A lot of people ask, Jeff, are your sponsors just random things you see while doing the podcast? I'll never tell. We have a great guest coming up, Dan Zare. We're going to talk Star Wars. If you love Star Wars, you're in for a treat. Speaking of movies, I got an email just yesterday from a local movie theater. They were telling me to come over and get popcorn curbside. <laughs> hey, we got popcorn curbside. Do you miss miss popcorn? Yes, I miss going to the movies and paying 400 times the amount of money for concessions that I could just pick up at Kroger or make myself at home. So thank you. Thank you for making the official popcorn available. I think basically they could probably just stay in business just selling popcorn roadside. They probably make more money off the concessions than they do off the movies anyway. Great interview coming up. We're going to talk Star Wars. I did want to give a social media tip first, though, uh, in keeping theme with the interview for today. I just wanted to kind of say when you're online, probably mostly Twitter, maybe Instagram, any any of the active engaging platforms, really. Just be careful not to attack a fandom or <laughs> the uh, they will come at you pretty harsh. I, I made a, a joke once about Ariana Grande. Let me preface by saying I love Ariana Grande, uh, but I just made a joke. I was just being silly. It was something about licking donuts. And the second the tweet got some heat or just some wind and it started getting popular. Oh my God. It was 30 to 60 minutes nonstop of every single person that lives for Ariana Grande. It was uh, it was an experience, but I survived. I survived and I will never do it again. Heart emoji Ariana Grande. Anyway, that goes for Star Wars, your Star Trek and any of your major fandoms. So that's that. Poster beware. All right, let's get to the interview. You guys are in for a treat. This man is a good friend of mine, and here we go. Here with a special guest, Dan Zare. He's the host of Coffee with Kenobi. He's a high school teacher, literature and writing, and one of the most popular Star Wars podcasters in the world. In the world. <laughs> I had the pleasure of meeting Dan. We became buds a few years ago when we both were flown to London. That's Very right. impressively flown to London to be at a Gillette Rogue One event at Pinewood Studios in London. It was a crazy fun time. Crazy and fun ironically, time. now neither of us are shaving. I've not shaved. <laughs> I still have every razor they gave me and I still have everything of shaving cream they gave me. <laughs> it is so cool to to chat again, Jeff. It's really awesome to see you. And yeah, those some of those moments we had in London, I just... I really treasure it. It's really cool because we were there for a short amount of time 
I feel like a few of us really created a really nice bond because we were there for a very cool, special reason. And then, you know, get to be at Pinewood Studios. Are you kidding me? That's about as good as it gets. Yeah, that was that was great. No photos. They didn't let us take any photos or outside of the room that we were in. Right. But yeah, it was just it was crazy to be where like all these movies, all these movies were made. It was just crazy. Surreal. So uh, it probably would have been a good segue if they had shot The Empire Strikes Back there. But um, but no, nonetheless, since you're a Star Wars expert, we should probably talk about something Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> it's the 40th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back. Crazy, because that would make me how old when I saw it? <laughs> Safe to say it's the best Star Wars movie. It is to me. I think it's, I saw it when I was seven. And I, I absolutely was riveted by it and confused because of how it ended which is incredibly bold the fact that george lucas would would make a sequel to the to that time the most successful film financially of all time and give it a cliffhanger ending where you had to wait an actual three years and i try to explain to my students look when you saw thanos snap at the end of infinity war that was really gut-wrenching we'll take that and add two years to it with no social media where you get hints or clues and that's how long we had to wait to see what was going to happen if Darth Vader was telling the truth, are they going to rescue Han Solo? What's up with this Billy Dee Williams character? And it's just, it was great. And I think it's the darkest film, of the, especially the original trilogy. I think it's definitely the most personal. It's the most character driven. It's also the smartest. It definitely resonates with me. The interesting thing about it, which the line from the, no, no Luke, I am your father. But that, that's not even what he actually says, which I always think is is the funniest thing that everybody repeats it Those wrong. quotes. Yeah. <laughs> he just says, no. I am your father. Boom. And the only, there were only three people in the entire world who knew about that. It was George Lucas, it was Irving Kirshner, and Mark Hamill moments before he actually shot that scene. And because when they were filming that, they were, there was so much, so many wind machines, and, and the, it was very cavernous set and very, very loud. And he couldn't hear David Prowse at all anyway. So he says, look, this is the line you're going to react to. And he tells him, and Mark Hamill's reaction was, you know, obviously very powerful because we still remember it to this day, but he literally didn't know. And then I'm not sure if you've ever heard this, but when the movie premiered, uh, that moment happened and Harrison Ford turns around and says to Mark Hamill, you little fire trucker, why didn't you tell me this? <laughs> he, he, it drops an F-bomb on him right in front of everybody in, in the theater at the premiere because Hamill didn't tell anybody. That's incredible. Yeah, that was, you can't keep secrets like that. Nowadays, and then even then, you wouldn't have known it until you saw the movie because there was no internet, so everyone wasn't talking about it. Now you have to rush to see a movie like that, that you like Infinity War or any of those that we talked about, Mm -hmm. because if you don't, you have to literally stay off social media or you'll find out what happened because people think it's clever to spoil a movie for everyone right yeah we, we we're not we're not coffee with kenobi is spoiler free and that's for a reason because i i don't it just drives me nuts i mean that the, the power of narrative that's what i don't like about these mandalorians things that keep sneaking out too is because i want to watch the show and be surprised by the story being told to me plus i feel like spoilers build up your expectations and then if you don't meet them then you don't enjoy the the thing anyway i think yes. you're pretty anti you're an anti-spoiler guy too aren't you i thought you were I, I um, yes, I will. Uh, now I do rush to see a movie. I, I would never give away a spoiler because I would never want to, uh, to ruin that for someone. I remember like talking to someone and they had their father-in-law had given away the sixth cent, the sixth cents. Oh boy. <laughs> you know, or like, you know, it's just like, and it's like, yeah. you know, there's like, if you rob someone of that, that moment, 
Mm-hmm. It's, it's just horrible. So given that that is such a pivotal thing, and for those of us that saw Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi in that order because of our age, that was the order it was presented to correct. us. Correct, <laughs> correct. But now that's not always... You don't have to make that choice now, right? Because now it's no. that's in the middle of everything. Uh, there's right. one, two, and three, Rogue One, seven, eight, nine. So when you talk to people like, who are just about to experience Star Wars, how do you tell them to watch the entire saga? Well, it, I think it's sort of age dependence. Like my son, I showed him four, five, six in order. And then um, he saw, he basically saw them the way they were released. Although we didn't watch Revenge of the Sith for a long time because he's younger. And eventually we did, and we, it was just sort of a pre-agreed, okay, you're going to close your eyes a couple of times because there's some pretty dark stuff and you're just seven years old. So, But with my students and people who are older who have not experienced this and, and I think have sort of a, a good narrative brain, I say, this is what you do. You watch four, five, one, two, three, six, seven, eight, nine. You can sprinkle in Rogue One and Solo however you want. I don't, I don't think it's wise to show Rogue One before A New Hope, even though it leads beautifully in A New Hope, because the special effects and the visuals are just so dramatically different that I think A New Hope might be a letdown from that point of view. So I just throw in Rogue One at the end. But the reason you do four, five, one, two, three, six is the reveal in Return of the Jedi of Luke having a sister who's Leia is fine. It works. It's great. We, we know it worked for us for, you know, 19 years or no, actually longer than that, 24, 25 years. But when it's presented at the end of Revenge of the Sith, oh, by the way, these are twins and their names are Luke and Leia. That's much more of a jaw drop moment, I think. And also, if you've got all of this stuff, all this build up with Anakin Skywalker and who he is and why he becomes Darth Vader, then his redemption, Return of the Jedi, means something. I mean, when we were growing up, we liked it. We loved it. But, you know, Darth Vader takes off his helmet for the first time and says, oh, God, we've never seen before. And you just think, what? what's going on? But now that you've got context, it bolsters a narrative, I think, to a very, very high level, which I think is what George always wanted anyway. I feel I failed as a parent in that I, I couldn't get my kids into Star Wars. <laughs> How old are they? High school, senior, and college, both girls. I just couldn't. My oh. niece is really in, was really into Star Wars, sure. but uh, they just never did. Not from lack of trying. I just... Um, sure. So, it's like uh, us trying to get our wives to like it. <laughs> yeah. The uh so I was I was doing some uh I wanted to somehow maybe kind of impress you with uh my Star Wars. So I was doing I was just trying to I was going through. I mean, obviously I've seen the movies and I remember them, but I just kind of want to So Boba Fett is in The Empire Strikes Back, right? And uh and so the tidbit was that that's not his first appearance, right? <laughs> his first appearance is actually in the Star Wars holiday special. But right. just knowing that wasn't what I was going to say, oh, that would impress Dan. <laughs> it, what, what I wanted to impress you with is that I have a copy of it on DVD. Well, wow. someone had burned it for me, which that I believe is... burned is the phrase yes. that Lucas would, would use when he would hear it. <laughs> uh, it was, it's probably the worst thing in the history of anything ever made ever. Have you, I have, I saw it when it first aired, I think in 1979 on TV. And that's the only time I've ever seen it. I have a copy of it burned as well, but I've never watched it. And I, I feel like there's some cool parts of the main cast, but most of it is just incredibly cheesy and horrid. I mean, yeah, you've got that animated Boba Fett thing, which everyone says is really cool, but it's been so long since I've seen it. But when's the last time you watched that thing? It's been a while. Because it's, it's impossible to actually get through. We should make ourselves watch it. 
We should do a live uh, commentary. Live commentary. <laughs> it's got to be on YouTube where we could sync it up to it. Holiday kids. Yeah. And then Yoda was a big deal with uh, Frank Oz and the puppets. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of these, uh, Boba Fett, Yoda, they're all, a lot of those themes are coming back with the Mandalorian, which we can talk about some other time, but it just, everything resonates and everything old is new again, I guess. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, nostalgia is king. So if there's anything, is there anything about the Empire Strikes Back uh, from other than what we've talked about that, that nobody knows or you, you feel like a theme that isn't commonly taken away from it? Well, I actually did an article a couple of weeks ago. I've been doing a weekly teaching with Star Wars column on StarWars.com. Uh, we looked at, because they had me just find teachable moments. And there's a lot of teachable moments in these movies. I, I want to talk about do or do not, there is no try. I find that routinely when I show this to my mythology seniors in high school, what what they what I, eventually someone says to me is why is he telling Luke not to try? Why is he saying do or do not? There is no try. Aren't you supposed to try? So we talk about well, actually, that isn't really what Yoda's saying at all. Yoda's saying do it, meaning put your best effort, put your most passion and hard work, blood, sweat, and tears into it. If you're just gonna try, Luke, based on your body language and your posture and your elocution, you're not interested in actually doing anything, but going halfway and halfway is not going to get the job done. So give your best and do your best or just don't bother. Don't waste my time. I'm 900 years old. I've been hiding in the swamp for 19 years, actually 23 years by time or 21, 22 years by the time of this movie. And if you're either my last hope or you're not. So of course, Luke eventually fails at first and then he does figure it out. But I feel like that's a misconstrued line that I think is really important. That is amazing. And I that is, uh, I think, an excellent way maybe to wrap it up. It's a great lesson from Yoda, a great lesson from Dan, the host of Coffee with Kenobi. You'll yes. check it out. Check the show notes for the address. You want to give it real quick? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, thanks again, dude. This was super fun to catch up with you. But you can find me each and every week on Coffee with Kenobi, wherever you can find podcasts. We just celebrated seven years of doing the show, our weekly show, where we try to make you think about Star Wars. We want to make you laugh. And it's spoiler-free, family-friendly. It's a good time. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Zer, M-R-Z-E-H-R. You can find Coffee with Kenobi all over social media. If you're trying to launch your own podcast or blog, or you already have an existing one and you want to build your brand, you can check me out at dancmedia.com and I can help you get the process started there. And I also write regularly for starwars.com and IGN. You are incredible. Thank you so much. I can't thank you enough for hanging out. My pleasure, brother. All right. That was Dan. Check out his podcast. Great guy. You'll learn a lot about Star Wars. So I dug in deep. I found this funny trend on Twitter from a little bit ago. It's called hashtag Yoda clickbait from the hashtag roundup Friday fondue game every Friday at 8 p.m. All right. So these are Yoda clickbait headlines. Uh, Excuse the horrible impression. Live more than 900 years. One weird trick will do. I don't know. Was that even close? I don't even know. The, uh, Daydot singles in your area, you can. Mm. <laughs> All right. What kind of Padawan you are? This quiz you take. <laughs> Yoda. This is why they he doesn't work for papers. If you let the Wookiee win, these five things will come your way. They will. <laughs> that Yoda. Luke's father? Believe you won't. All right. Well, those of you... Uh, 
I guess, say them in your head in Yoda's voice are a little funnier. But uh, anyway, that was fun. A lot of fun stuff on Twitter. You know I love the Twitter. All right. So that's it. This has been a wrap on episode five of the Jeff Dwoskin Show. We will see you episode six. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Jeff Dwoskin Show with your host, Jeff Dwoskin. Now go repeat everything you heard and sound like a genius. Catch us online at thejeffdwoskinshow.com or follow us on Twitter at Jeff Dwoskin Show. And we'll see you next time.